you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball five days a week. And yes, while we are back to the five-day-a-week format, I must confess I am going to have to miss tomorrow's program. Have some previous things on my plate, but you know what the good news is? I will be back on Wednesday and for the rest of the week here on Locked on Mizzou. And once again, be sure to check out NBA Draft Goat Chad Ford, Rafe Bartholomew, and John Corrales live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked on NBA Draft 2021, brought to you by Build Bar. Get local expert analysis on each and every pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern. That is this Thursday, of course. And before we get to more ramifications of Oklahoma and Texas, almost certainly joining the SEC at this point, and also have some thoughts on my newfound love for Olympic three-on-three basketball that I think can actually translate into the college basketball world as well. But you know what? Got a little bit of a surprise today in the form of new Mizzou football uniforms. So you know what that means. It can only be an emergency edition of Project Run Play. My critically acclaimed segment where we break down every nook and cranny, and cranny, I should say, of Missouri football fashion. So, of course, on this photo shoot day where Missouri, out of nowhere, just comes out with new uniforms, well, this is like Christmas to yours truly. You know I'm all over this. And certainly back in 2012, when Missouri had its first SEC season, Missouri and Nike went with a pretty bold uniform refresh for the Tigers that they've been on for the past, well, gosh, nine years or so. Now, from the get-go, adding anthracite, or gray for the uninitiated, as a fourth color of the Missouri color scheme was always a bit controversial, and as you can tell, over the years, Missouri has moved away from anthracite, and now the anthracite is completely gone with these new uniforms. Even last season, you could still see some anthracite around the numbers on the Tiger football uniforms, particularly on the black ones, but now, well, that's all completely gone, as is the sort of striping Uh, that came from 2012 as well. The tiger stripes, if you will. Those are no more and now a much more of a traditional three stripes that you'll find on the football helmet for much of Missouri's history. Well, those three stripe patterns, you're going to find them on the side of the pants and on the shoulder pads as well. And I've been a big advocate of that. If you're a massive fan of Project Run Play, as frankly every Missouri fan should be, well, then you know that I'm a big fan of keeping that traditional part of Missouri's uniform intact. And I like that they're making it even more prominent because that really is... Missouri's changed its uniforms a lot in a lot of subtle ways over the decades. But that's sort of the one through line of their uniforms is that striped, that three-striped pattern. 
And of course, well, a lot of fans are probably screaming at me, and black helmets too, you idiot. Well, that's also true. Missouri, yes, very, very traditionally is a black helmet team, but as we know, they've they've changed up their helmets a lot, wearing white helmets, gold helmets, all that kind of stuff. Me, tradi- me personally, I actually don't mind the changing up of the helmets. I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me there, but to me, regardless, just a little bit with the new school of sort of the... You know, the kids like to change their helmets. I get it. Maybe I'm a kid in that way in a candy store as well. But to me, this look, a much more traditional style Missouri look just in general, I think it's got something for everybody. I think this will make the traditional fans, like, say, my dad happy. I also think the kids love these uniforms, too. I mean, I think Martez, Manuel, they all seem really happy with them. So, really, that's what's most important, right? Do the kids like them? Well, than mission accomplished. I did have one observation and one nitpick on the uniforms, though. I didn't notice the diamond stripe pattern that was in the middle of the gold stripe in the helmet last season. It was a very subtle diamond stripe, like the diamonds that say that spell out Missouri and Mizzou the last 10, 20 years in the end zone. That type of diamond pattern is what I'm talking about. I didn't notice that in the helmets, and frankly, if that maybe it's just so subtle that you couldn't see them pop up on the Instagram feed there, but I would like to see that return. If they got rid of that, I'm a little disappointed because to me, that little signature actually said Mizzou to me and made us made it unique. Because well, some people are saying these new uniforms that are again more traditional style are a little bit reminiscent of the Pittsburgh Steelers and possibly the Iowa Hawkeyes as well. Well, again, that type of touch sets it off and says that this is a uniquely Missouri uniform, in my opinion. And while I love the traditional three stripes on the white pants that you've seen from Missouri the past two seasons, on these new uniforms that have been revealed the striping on the gold pants actually left a little bit to be desired to me. It was just black on the sides. Maybe I'll get used to it eventually, but I was expecting some gold in that stripes to really set it off. It just didn't quite match what I was seeing on the shoulder pads to me. That Again, that's the, the black and the gold combo, the white and the white that Mookie Cooper was wearing. Didn't really seem to have that problem, didn't get as good of a look at it, but you know what? Overall, I think these are these are an upgrade. It'll be interesting to see how many different helmet combinations Missouri wears this season, but looks like they're going back to a slightly more traditional look at with the their regular home and away uniforms, and I think most fans are going to be pleased with this refresh. And with the Texas Longhorns and Oklahoma Sooners all but officially in the SEC at this point, well, there's another thing that feels like an inevitability regarding the Southeastern Conference and football at this point as well. I also have a message for Missouri fans still clamoring for the Big Ten. But first, got to tell you about Built Bar, which celebrates freedom of choice every single day with their nine delicious flavors, including coconut, cherry barcia, which is one of the greatest puns of all time, and just good old-fashioned double chocolate. How can you get wrong with that? But for me, my favorite is clearly Cherry Barcia, just because I love a good dad joke. 
But you know what? If you don't want to take my word for it, just know that Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. How cool is that? And order today and try out the Grasshopper Cookie, Built Bar's answer to the classic Thin Mint Cookie. So go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Hey, quickly before we get back into the football, I just want to quickly say how delighted I am continuously by how nice the people who listen to this program are. I may not have a Stephen A. Smith-sized audience by any stretch of the imagination, but you know what? I will take quality over quantity any any day of the week, and I've gotten multiple messages online from people just saying they were very happy to have the show back to five days a week. So, Jim, Coach... Everybody out there on Twitter, up in my DMs, thank you guys so much for your kind words. But in case you missed it this morning, Oklahoma and Texas are officially leaving the Big 12. Now, they're not officially in the SEC yet, but let's be honest, all of this is a mere formality at this point in the game. And another thing now, if we're assuming that this is going to happen, and certainly we should, that also makes a nine-game SEC football schedule seem inevitable too because let's think about this let's break it down even if they don't go to a pod system and I've seen some suggest that perhaps the SEC will still stick with divisions due to eight team divisions well if you're going to keep the same format you got to have an extra game because you're not just going to play only teams from your division every season and your cross division rivalry you've got to rotate at least one team from the other division every year. So I think nine games has probably been on the cusp of happening or at least moving in that direction for a while. I think the Oklahoma and Texas edition makes that an absolute no-brainer and something that is absolutely going to happen. Now, from my perspective as a Missouri fan, obviously that technically makes it a little bit harder for Missouri to win football games, but I guess that's true for everybody, right? Uh, Personally, Give me one more conference game over one more non-conference game because we all know how Missouri and most schools tend to schedule these non-conference games. Give me something exciting. The 10-game all-SEC schedule last year, you never had a week off, and that was the fun part about it. So to me, the more SEC football, the more actual big-time opponents that you have, whether it's Boston College or it's Ole Miss, the better. And obviously, if you've been sniffing around the internet the past week or two, well, you've heard all kinds of rumors being thrown around about Kansas, Iowa State, other teams possibly trying to sneak their way into the Big Ten before that Big 12 ship officially goes down and takes everybody down in its in its wake. Well, I don't know how likely that is, but it's caused some Missouri fans to speculate, hey, what if we went to the Big Ten? Please stop. Just please stop right now. If Missouri was going to go to the Big Ten, it would have happened 10 years ago. And maybe it would have happened if the Big Ten had actually offered Missouri full membership into the conference initially, as the SEC did. You see, the Big Ten tried to basically lowball offer Missouri, and Missouri took the better offer. And now they're in a place that will never go away. So guess what Missouri's not going to do? 
Again, if Jim Sterk, as I explained earlier in the week, if Jim Sterk, or I should say last week, if Jim Sterk is not going to risk his political capital on voting against Texas and Oklahoma, which I absolutely don't believe for one second Missouri's going to vote no on that, why is he then he's not looking to leave the conference either that is just if you understand how all of the dynamics of college and money and all this stuff works the sec is the place to be there's a reason oklahoma and texas were going somewhere and they decided to go to the southeastern conference for a reason and by the way the big 10 is printing money they're doing great right now the sec and the big 10 are doing so much better than the rest of the power five it's really not even a, a comparison at this point. But Missouri, you've already got a, a seat at the table. There's no reason to go anywhere else. So all you Missouri fans who are still thinking, we're a better geographic fit, fine and dandy. It's not worth talking about. It's not going to happen in a million years. So just please stop. But one thing I'm definitely never going to stop doing is watching sports, whether it's baseball, the NBA draft upcoming. Well, no matter how much I like all that stuff, it's even better at betonline.ag, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Before the next pitch, for the Cardinals, the Royals, whoever your team might be, head on over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the possible things you can bet on, totals, run lines, props for the future you want to bet on the world series you can do it all at betonline.ag and when you do be sure to use the promo code locked on to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit once again that's promo code locked on for a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you sign up at betonline your online sportsbook experts by the way quick shout out to the guy who is about in his, who's probably a gentleman in his 60s, the recycling center just off of Nifong here in Columbia, Missouri. Just a fantastic rant about the state of recycling in this town. He's going, of course, all of the dumpsters are virtually spilling over every single one of them. And the guy goes, what are they doing with our tax dollars? This is a cluster f- Oh, man. I was going, hey, buddy, you're, pre- you're preaching to the choir. Believe me, I've complained about this on many occasions. So shout out to the angry recycling consumer off Nifong in, in Columbia. I hear you, and I see you, my good sir. But hey, speaking of seeing stuff, how about that for a bad transition? But I've been watching a metric ton of ping pong on Olympic ping pong because, darn it, that's my sport. I love me some ping pong. But you know what? I knew that was going to happen. What I've been surprised by is how I've gotten sucked into three-on-three basketball. And not just the men either. Heck, I think the women's game is every bit as fun to watch, maybe even more fun to watch than the men's version of three-on-three. I'm not totally certain why that is, but I do know why I love three-on-three. It's because it's constant flow. It's constant action that virtually never stops. And by the way, the games are about 10 to 15 minutes long. You can play multiple of these games in one day. So there's a lot of advantages here that I actually think college sports should start looking into. 
if we're going to start doing esports, for instance, if we're going to start branching out into different kinds of sports, maybe it doesn't have to be an NCAA thing. Maybe this can be a club level. I don't know, but there are opportunities here. Now, certainly three-on-three basketball is not a concept that I'm unfamiliar with. I grew up playing all kinds of basketball, certainly hooping it up, three-on-three tournaments I've been in as a youth, that kind of thing. But what really makes this Olympic style of three-on-three different than anything I've personally ever seen is when the ball goes in the basket, they don't check it up up top. So again, the ball is basically always in play. It's essentially like soccer except basketball. So, when again, when your opponent makes a shot, well, one of you's got to get the ball out of the net and take it up top. you got to clear the ball beyond the three-point line, either by dribbling it or passing it to a teammate. So, again, what that does, it just keeps the ball in play constantly. And I also like the relatively physical style of play that's, that's there, too. There's hardly fouls are ever called. Now, obviously... The Oklahoma and Texas thing, so far everyone is focusing on the football side, and understandably so. Those are two historically great football programs, especially in Oklahoma's case. But you know what? Those are two really good basketball schools, too. And one interesting thing about having a 16-team league is, oh, great, we're actually back to a perfect number for a tournament once again. Yes, eight was the perfect number for a tournament, but you know what else is? 16. It's just another round. So I actually love a world where in order to win the SEC tournament, you have to every team has to win the same amount of games. No more buy games, no more double buys, none of that nonsense. And frankly, those first day or two at these conferences where the bad teams are playing the bye teams aren't even there those are the most depressing days in college basketball so being able to just get rid of that is a big plus in my opinion but again you think about it you've got 16 teams well you know what else we could do we don't we could do a one day tournament involving the three the best three on three teams from each of these schools now i think Clearly, everyone would watch this if, say, Missouri sent its best three players. Like, say last year they sent Drew Smith and Mark Smith and Jeremiah Tillman down there. or who Maybe throw Xavier Pinson in there instead of Mark Smith. I'm just doing this off the top of my head. Regardless of who you think their best three-man unit would be. In fact, Xavier Pinson, his name is not supposed to be spoken on this program. So get Kobe Brown in there instead. But you get my point. Wouldn't that be really entertaining to watch? Again, you might be just one and done, but you might have to play four games in one day. And again, these games are only 10 minutes long, played to 21, whichever comes first. So you could easily play four games in in one day, just like the Big Three does. The Ice Cube tournament, they go around and they play three-on-three basketball. They play a tournament and they get it all done in one day. Well, to me, just as a a once-a-year event, maybe twice-a-year event, something like that, certainly just an annual three-on-three tournament, the SEC, even if you didn't have players from the regular five-on-five squads themselves, maybe maybe it'd be even better if these were actual dedicated three-on-three squads. Maybe that would be even more fun if it was almost like an intramural thing. But regardless, I actually think this could be a huge 
huge event, a money-making event, and something actually that I think could get people really interested in the women's game. Because like I said, for whatever reason, I've just found the women's version of three-on-three to be wildly entertaining so far. So if you could maybe capitalize on that, I think you open up the popularity of the women's game and just get more interest in it. And I also might have a slight crush on Kelsey Plum at this point, but nobody let my wife know that. But here's what I do want to let all of you know, and that's that you got to listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey, featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts. Of course, that's Chad Ford. And also NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and Ryan McDonough. It's the perfect way to get ready for the NBA draft. And our local NBA experts will be making selections and trades for your favorite NBA teams throughout the week-long special. So just search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. And with all that being said, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou. Thank you.